Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Elio's Original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today, we're discussing the beheading of St. Valentine. Here's what you need to know. What is now a holiday synonymous with heart-shaped candy, red roses, and extravagant displays of platonic and romantic love, Valentine's Day's origins are in fact mired in the bloody 3rd century of the Roman Empire. 
During the 260s, the Roman Empire experienced a crisis of power when it was broken up into three distinct governing entities. Rife with political instability, disease, depopulation, and a wavering economy, the Roman Empire seemed near its end until a series of strong military emperors came to power. One of these emperors was Claudius II, a former army officer who succeeded to the throne in 268. According to medieval accounts, it was during Claudius II's reign that not one, not two, but three St. Valentines were executed. According to Christian records, the most noteworthy men of this name, a priest of Rome and a bishop of Terni, achieved sainthood when they were both beheaded on February 14th. As described in the Acts of the Martyrs, the bishop Valentine of Terni answered the pleas of a scholar named Crado, whose only son had been crippled since the age of three. Valentine agreed to attempt to cure the boy on the condition that Crado's family will convert to Christianity if he succeeded. After a fervent night of prayer, the boy was cured, and the family, as well as a multitude of other scholars, were converted. Upon hearing the news, the Roman emperor ordered Valentine to be arrested and executed. Similarly, the legend of the priest Valentine occurred during a time of strict religious laws enforced by Emperor Claudius II. When Valentine bravely defended his Christian faith, he was banished to the house of the nobleman Asterius. Nevertheless, Valentine continued proselytizing and performing miracles within the home. When word reached the Roman emperor that Valentine had converted 44 people to Christianity, he ordered Valentine to be beheaded. It has been said Valentine wrote a farewell note during his last days in prison, signing the scroll, From Your Valentine. Because both executions are similar in theme, some scholars believe the two stories could refer to the same Valentine with slightly different details. It wouldn't be until hundreds of years later that the martyr was celebrated with the Feast of St. Valentine, and it was nearly a thousand years later that the beheading of St. Valentine transitioned into a lover's holiday. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Valentine, a name meaning to be strong, was a popular name during the later Roman Empire. Over 30 Valentines and a few Valentinas are believed to have achieved sainthood. In 496 AD, Pope Gelatius declared February 14 as the first feast day of St. Valentine. In February 1477, a woman named Marjorie Bruce sent the oldest known Valentine in the English language to John Paston, referring to him as her right well-beloved Valentine. Because there are various accounts of the true identity of St. Valentine, the Catholic Church discontinued liturgical veneration of him in 1969, though his name remains on its list of officially recognized saints. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is friend, writer, Alex Franklin. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Hi, Alex. We're so excited to have you. I And just so our listeners know, you can catch Alex's writing on this latest season of Dexter New Blood. 
Yes. A lot of people are mad at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Is something happening? I don't follow that show. Um, did you come up with a big twist? Did somebody kill him? I did. Oh I did nothing. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone wants to um, write their angry uh, emails, uh, you can uh, email the alarmist and I'll forward, forward all, each them. and every That's one yes. of them. We love yes. to forward those emails. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Aren't you glad to... you're on the show? <laughs> oh, welcome. <laughs> um, Alex, we'd like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that is recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? Uh, so I have a tooth on the bottom half of my mouth uh, that seems to have something funky happening at the root. And I, it's, I've been to the doctor like on the other side of the pandemic. I've had all of my checkups, but I'm still terrified of going to the dentist and I just have to bite the bullet and do it. But for whatever reason, instead of actually like picking up the phone and making an appointment or going on ZocDoc, I just stay up all night thinking about my decaying tooth and, (laughs) (laughs) and wondering if I could get a veneer instead. (laughs) This is alarmism. I know. But without any action out or plan to get out of the alarmism, it's sort of like your blanket alarmisming. 100%. 100%. It, it, yes, it's 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 more of the spiraling catastrophizing uh version of, of you're, alarmism. You're in good company here. We do that a lot. <laughs> oh good. I feel safe. I've also had tooth problems, so you're in good company in that way too. Mm. I've had a root canal, I've had them removed. Really? What is it? Yes. I, I I don't want to derail too much, but I, I've heard so much about like I lived my whole life hearing the word root canal. Like what is, mm-hmm. what exactly is it? Well, they drill a big hole into the middle of your tooth. Mm-hmm. And then they basically like burn out the nerve so that you don't have any more feeling in the tooth and it essentially is dead. And then they fill back up that hole with um, fake stuff until it heals. And then I think usually they like grind down the tooth and they just put like a fake tooth on top of that because without the nerve, the tooth just basically will become brittle and die and rot away. So it's not really strong enough to chew food. Oh, that's what's going to happen to me. That's why I'm afraid. <laughs> so Alex, are you afraid of what the what's going to happen net? You're afraid of knowing what's wrong, basically. I think it is sort of like the same fear that people have when it go- comes to like going to the doctor. It's like, and I know it's totally irrational and very uncool, but like, it's like, well, I can live in the reality where nothing's wrong with me right now for just a little bit longer. <laughs> and then, <laughs> when I go to the doctor, I have to face the truth. Uh, so I just like want to live in that fantasy land for just like, I don't know, a couple weeks more. <laughs> you sort of can comp- compartmentalize your emotions, much like the hero of your of your the script that you work on, which is Dexter. He really compartmentalizes those emotions mm. from his actions. You are you are a serial killer. So you no you might have. <laughs> You're a tooth killer. You're killing your teeth. You might have that in you. <laughs> killing those roots. Killing those roots. <laughs> um, and boy, isn't that the perfect transition into uh, this week's episode where, you know, it makes you think, would you rather go to the dentist or would you rather be beheaded? 
Isn't I, that a wonderful I, I transition? You were gonna go, I mean, I thought you were going to go the transition of uh-huh. candy sweets you get on for your sweet for your Valentine. Oh, that would have been so much sweets better. Sweets, your teeth, tooth canal. No, but I think of the worst part of this uh, tragedy, which is the 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 death, death, the beheading. That's right, and perhaps. Well, Alex, you you said that you knew the reason. And and why this has become a holiday now? Why, and and that was kind of what sparked me thinking about what topic we were going to talk about today. Because I think that many of us celebrate Valentine's Day and have no clue as to where it came from or how how it got started. You know, we just think it was it's like little cherubs or little cupids um, flying around. You Hallmark know, holiday. A Hallmark holiday, right. uh, the holiday of love. Mm. Um, but really, it's it's got a, bar, a, a dark backstory. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to discuss a few of these potential reasons why it somehow got, you know, marketed as, as a, as a love change. It went from <laughs> murder uh, <laughs> to love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know one of them is because they say that Valentine wrote a note on the day he was killed. And we do know that they all of the Valentines were killed on February 14. Any other intel you can share with us? I think I, I, I mean, I, I, I think I can fill or shed some light on this. Uh, So the St. Valentine's, I guess, were three martyrs that were all beheaded on uh, February 14th. Um, I've heard a couple of like uh, um, backstories on, on each of them, but there was one in particular who during uh, the Roman emperor at the time, I think his name was Cassius II or something like Claudius. That's Claudius right. Claudius II. <laughs> yes. He was trying to build a strong army and he wa- and the only way that he could ensure that the men would actually go and uh, fight was if they weren't connected to women or children. So he banned huh. all engagements, all weddings, everything was completely off the table and so this badass motherfucker was like, I'll marry you guys and see. <laughs> and so that was something that could have possibly accompanied it. Oh. Also, uh, the beheading on uh, February 14th also happened to fall around uh, the same time that there was a pagan holiday at the time. Uh, and it was a pagan holiday of love. And like during these festivals, people would bang each other and slaughter animals for sacrifice. Wow. Why, why, why? (laughs) All sorts of fun stuff like that. It was basically burning man, but you know, like beheading like cute little animals, you know, it makes burning man seem pretty tame actually (laughs) sex and murdering animals like burning man unleashed. They celebrated (laughs) exactly gone wild. So my understanding of it was, it was sort of like, christianity's way of being like hey let's move away from this pagan like Mm. festival of love and let's marry it with uh saint valentine's execution yes move forward like but with uh, with a christian vision Mm. now this reminds me of a term we've coined you know this has been a while since we've used this one uh but prudism 
it's it's it, the 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 Christian prudism <laughs> Christian prudism. Usually we talk about American prudism, um, but this feels like the prudism of a fun, sexy holiday, right? <laughs> You know, Um, and I'm really glad you brought all of this up because first, let's start off by putting making war, not love up on the board. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Typically, that expression um, is the other way around. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Chris. I see what you did there. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Greg Garrison who wrote, who was St. Valentine, said, St. Valentine was a priest in Rome during the reign of Emperor Claudius II, according to Christian tradition. Claudius was having difficulty enlisting enough soldiers for his army, which he attributed to men being reluctant to leave their wives and family. Alex already scooped this. This is old news. (laughs) (laughs) He wished to extend his empire, said Reverend Brian McKay, prior of the... Carmelite Monastery in Dublin, Ireland, which claims to have the bones of St. Valentine in its church. And he believed that in order to do that, all of his young men should be available to fight. And so he didn't want them to get married, just like Alex said. So Claudius banned marriages and engagement. Their strength was to be kept purely for the battlefield. (laughs) Their strength. <laughs> I think it's okay. Okay. We can call it All strength. All that pent up sexual yeah. energy just goes right to fighting. Right. Um, I feel like if you more recently have yes. sex, you you would be looser, more relaxed, and they're more nimble on the battlefield. Mm. <laughs> thoughts? Or maybe if you haven't had it in a long time, you're really frustrated and you're like, I'll kill everyone. <laughs> and I think that's what he wanted. Yeah, I think he, he, he wanted. wanted Clayton on his uh, <laughs> yeah, in his army. A bunch of meat. <laughs> and so Valentine, Valentine defied the uh, edict and continued to perform marriages. He was arrested, beaten, and beheaded. He was executed on February 14th in two, uh, 269 AD. According to church tradition, St. Valentine, it seems, was a martyr for upholding the importance of love and marriage. Now, counter argument. Okay. This is coming from Lisa Bytel, Professor Lisa Bytel, who's going to be our guest expert. Very excited to speak to nice. her. Okay. Careful what we say here. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, indeed, medieval legends repeated in modern media said had St. Valentine performing Christian marriage rituals or passing notes between Christian lovers jailed by Claudius. Still, other stories romantically involved him with the blind girl who he allegedly healed. Yet none of those medieval tales had any basis in third century history. Our researcher, Alex, wanted us to note, she wanted us to say this, this is similar to the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. The popular details we know were written by people many years after the event. So they are more likely flourishes than historical fact. That's disappointing. So the guy didn't get healed for being blind? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think what they're saying is it's hard to tell. But for sure, Claudius did ban marriages. Claudius II banned marriages because he wanted his the the men to go out and fight, not for love, but for war, not in the so name of sh- love. So should we put Claudius up there? I think we can put him up there. I also think there's maybe an argument for the concept of, I don't know if anybody has a better, can beat this, but uh, the stupidity of war, because mm. if war wasn't so 
stupid for you to opt into, right? Like you, oh, I'm going to fight for the, who? The Claudius guy? Okay. If it wasn't so stupid, if you, you wouldn't have to add weird incentives to make people die in battle for your cause. Uh, I guess you could call it an incentive. (laughs) Well, I guess he's erasing the disincentive, which is like he's taking away their ability to like start a family on their own, make them feel attached to their own family. Right. Not wanting to die, maybe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I, I just love the idea of Claudius being like, well, if they're not married, they won't care about dying. Like what? <laughs> I think it's clear whose fault this is. Oh, okay. wow. It's episode. Go ahead. It's the women's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They're, they're distracting the men. I mean, yep. <laughs> wow. It's so true. Why? He, their figures, their silhouettes, uh, <laughs> the pheromones as well, the long hair. Women I, being too mm, sexy. That is a great exactly. point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be a battle when there's a pretty lady out there waiting for the <laughs> <laughs> what they should have done is sent all the ladies to war and the guys on the other side would be like, what? And then the ladies would be like, bam, like caught them off guard and oh. just defeated them really easily and then it would have been over. Oh my God, you solved it. This could have yeah. all been okay. <laughs> Send the, just like the sirens. <laughs> Basically. Well, before we forget, let's put Emperor Claudius II up on the board. And mm-hmm. this is, again, according to Professor Lisa Bytel, Uh, recent scholars have blamed Emperor Claudius, who allegedly banned young men from getting married in the third century. Claudius needed more soldiers for his campaign, so the argument goes, hence soldiers uh, were required by law to remain single while serving. In this version of Valentine's uh, saintly past, Valentine heroically resisted the emperor and married Christian couples. Counter-argument. If you're strictly looking at at the historical facts and not the stories from medieval scholars, it is unlikely Claudius forbade marriage because he was too busy securing his eastern frontier to decree laws in Rome. So now I'm realizing everything we knew is now uh, being taken away from us. Wow. Wow. Mm. <sighs> well, what should we do with that information? <laughs> Uh, you want to? We should keep discussing. Should we shut down the podcast right now? And just <laughs> call it a day. Just and a break. Give I mean, ourselves a half day here. <laughs> we don't know uh, history. I don't know. Maybe he just loved love. You know, maybe mm-hmm. loved war and loved love. You know, something got lost in translation. Again, these were men who wrote these stories many years later. Um, That's right. right. Yeah, this is just one loved of those power too. I guess. Right? This is all a power struggle. That's right. Maybe that's what we're celebrating on St. Valentine's Day. Claudius II's love for power. Okay, love of power. Maybe maybe Rome put the Roman em- Empire up there. Sure. Maybe they're to blame for all, for, <laughs> I mean, the death of, right? Also, yeah. like, it seems like, uh, I, I feel like um, there's been a mention of Christianity. Like, it seems like re- religion is deeply rooted in this. Yeah. You know, like there's, we could maybe put, some maybe just religion on the board. What about Valentine preaching Christianity? Okay. Because that seemed to get him in a pickle. Um, Professor Lisa Bytel says, as several modern scholars have pointed out, Claudius was hardly ever in Rome. He earned his name by fighting off invading Germanic barbarians up north, and he never ordered a persecution of Christians. Whatever the priest 
Valentinius did to annoy the government, he was supposedly hauled before Claudius and he took the opportunity to preach. Claudius seemed rather interested at first, but a perfect man, Calpurnius, a perfect man, Hmm. (laughs) uh, warned the emperor, you are being seduced into a false religion. Claudius sent Valentine into house arrest at the at the home of, of an aristocrat named Asterius, who was promised riches if he could subdue the priests with arguments against Christianity. Of course, Valentine began preaching the minute he arrived at the house, discoursing on Christ as the light of the world. Asterius replied that he had a blind daughter and said if Valentine's God could open her eyes to the light of day, Asterius would become a Christian. Valentine lay hands on the girl's eyes and prayed that she might see the light. When she opened her eyes and looked around, Asterius fell to Valentine's feet and begged to be saved. Valentine quickly began baptizing everyone around him, making 44 new Christians from Asterius' household. Big household. Uh, But Claudius soon found out and had them all thrown in prison. Valentine's was beheaded along with several others who became renowned as martyrs. And I believe Asterius was also killed. I think it's not a perfect man. I think it was a prefect man. Like a prefect who was like a... Except some kind of like officer. <laughs> oh, I was like, wow, a perfect right. man. We we finally <laughs> found him in the history books. <laughs> it's over. He was in 269 AD. Um, so yeah. Oh, I was wondering, based on what you just said, can we put maybe ableism on the board? Um, Ooh. you know, why did this guy find the need? Like, why did St. Valentine think that this daughter's life was going to be better if she wasn't blind you know a lot of mm. gifts come from from disability and mm-hmm. you know a lot you have a strong spirit you're over, you're able to overcome diversity you have your own perspective on life like I don't know the need to make everybody the same I I feel like that is that's got to be there's got to be something yeah I yeah. love that take. I love that take too because I like imagining this girl who's like oh I can see um, oh, man. that's great. <laughs> all right. And then like that wears off after a few days, maybe. And then she's like, all right, we, we still have to keep going to church now <laughs> every Sunday. Was it worth it? Up for this. <laughs> every <Okay>. Sunday. For- <laughs> <laughs> I'll just uh, lose my sight again. <laughs> Is there a way I can return this? Or- <laughs> But it's true. It's like so much of religion. Um, so many of these saints, actually, the the reason they became saints are because they healed. Um, well, some of it is the sick, and some of it, like you said, ableism. Like, why why did they assume that that's what was wanted? Right. Because people needed proof of the miracle, right? So that could be believers. Like it's all like look at me, I can perform this thing. And then you'll, even like uh, we were reading earlier, one of the guys was like, I will heal her if you convert to Christianity afterward, which means you have to believe that the the power of Christ is real. Blindness, blindness is, uh, and I don't mean this as a pun, but on the face of it, it's very like, clear and obvious it's like oh there's a blind person now she can see boom like i get that whereas like if you had the power of healing and you just cured somebody's like elbow tendonitis (laughs) like it wouldn't be as apparent and it wouldn't be as impressive 
So like, if you really want, it was all about the showmanship too. Maybe we should put that up on the board. Mm. Valentine getting showy. Mm. <laughs> showy showy valentine showy valentine got him beheaded i also have mm. i also have uh i currently have knee tendonitis so that's kind of on my mind um, so you're looking for a valentine yourself yeah you need a miracle i need a mi- <laughs> i'd love a little miracle just a little knee miracle here's my question would you go to church every sunday for an hour for it i'd have to think about that i'm not sure i'm honestly not sure if I if I told you that I have a new religion that I created and I could heal your knee tendonitis, right. but you'd have to convert to my religion, would you? If I I'd look at knee? a brochure, definitely. Okay. I mean, see what I'm dealing with. Well, you see, that's the, what you, the point you made, Clayton, is is an important one too. Where it's like it was a new religion, right? Mm. Christianity. I guess w- we should ask our expert this: like, how popular was Christianity in 269? You know, I feel like it was just getting, getting started. Going. You ask the Christians, it's always been unpopular and they've had to all oh, just the constant struggle to be a Christian, right? To That's like, what the Christians their... say? I mean, I just feel like, don't you just, I mean, maybe this is a modern day thing, but the, these Christians are always being persecuted. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they've had to break off and do like, there's, we're this branch of Christianity and we went West to like find our own holy land and their own place you know it's just like all these religious wars everyone feels like they're being persecuted mm. yeah That's- yeah what were you gonna say alex oh yeah it always has been like i mean i grew up catholic so i was really excited when i got this <laughs> <laughs> um i was just like oh everything uh is I mean, everything that we learned growing up was just like really, really scary. Um, And like, if you are who you are, you're going to get murdered. Like it always was. Mm -hmm. If you are what we are. Right. You know, like it's always been this like Sisyphean, like uphill battle. And like, you're sort of taught like, oh yeah, you have to spread the word of God. But like, that makes you so vulnerable um, to being, I guess, beheaded. Is that why priests don't get married then? So the reason that priests don't get married, I think, is so that women don't have any ownership of the church, which would happen Mm, an issue if specifically if priests got divorced from women and then they would have stake in a church. So it just seems like another tactic to keep uh, ladies down or maybe they won their priests for battle and they, you know <laughs> well that's what i'm saying it's it's more of a, a metaphorical well it's a more a metaphorical or or uh maybe it's not a bloody battle but it's more of a religious battle where it's like they don't want them to be afraid to proselytize the the religion because if they do like valentine did they could potentially be beheaded, right? Those were the real consequences. And maybe they would think twice about doing it if they were married and had a family. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But I think Alex's is probably Alex's version is probably more accurate. <laughs> I have by the <laughs> I slept through a lot of those classes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um I I I looked up global christian population i got some, some decent numbers one in 300 they they would say they said it could be anywhere between 150,000 to 250,000 so it wasn't that popular but it wasn't i mean it was gaining some popularity right. i would say that that's okay. pretty they were just getting started 
right? We were around. They were just <laughs> sure. getting going. Yeah, yeah. The Bible now, was written in the eight, 80s, right? Or some of the uh, Jesus' story was kind of like written down um, from what I recall. Okay. So they're just starting to spread the word, you guys. <laughs> now, I have a question. I, I feel like, are there two like things that we're trying to figure out here? What's to blame? Like, who's to blame for the actual beheading of St. Valentine and who's to blame for the beheading becoming this like lover's candy holiday? That's a good question. Um, I think that we should stick to the beheading of St. Valentine and then just remember when we're (laughs) going out to dinner with our loved one and lighting a candle and maybe like spreading rose petals on, Mm. uh, you know, on our our lover's bed um that really those rose petals are a symbol of blood and blood. not love yep <laughs> a trail of blood to your bed <laughs> somebody who's okay. gonna be That's spending you. her first valentine's day engaged i really look forward to bringing that <laughs> that's our gift you're to welcome you. i know to the table <laughs> Um, I also think we should put this prefect Calpurnius up on the board, right? Um, According to the act of the martyr, uh, Claudius was at first interested in the the priest's Valentine's preachings, and it was only until prefect Calpurnius warned the emperor that St. Valentine was put on house arrest. So it was this guy who kind of, uh, Claudius was kind of into it. Um, and then things went south after that, um, for, for poor Valentine. Um, sounds like Valentine was struggling to survive here. It feels like it was, it was a losing battle on his part. Um, that's the thing about the Roman emperor empire too, is that. I don't know how to put this exactly, but they didn't want any rebellions getting out of hand. Anybody who got too popular kind of got, mm. got, uh, so, so like a, a, you know, an influential guy who can cure blind people who may or may not have asked to be cured in the first place. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> the, uh, guy like that, you know, he's got to go because, you know, you really don't want, so there's maybe some, a power dynamic at play, but I guess the prefect was the messenger who sort of connected those dots for. That seems to be like a, um, uh, of the time, you know, it's like if someone becomes popular nowadays, I don't think like uh, if we're just limited to America, it's not like the president's like, we need to take out Jeff Bezos because he's like successful and powerful and he's going to take over the presidency. It's like, it seems like back in the day, Rulers, emperors seem like really like everything just seems so volatile, you know, like mm. there, like there were rules, but like kind of not really. And if someone was like powerful enough, like I guess in reality, they could just be like, I'm the emperor now and like overthrow someone. Mm. Right. Mm. Like that seems like the chaos of the time can maybe contributed to some of these rash decisions. So like, well, just behead him because <laughs> he's too much of a threat. Yep. I have like in general a question about all of that. If I'm not sure if you guys are like know the answer, but probably do. But, Go ahead. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you guys do. I feel like I'm in the hands right now. But like <laughs> why why was religion or like uh why is religious persecution in general like a thing? Like what is the threat of religion? Why were these people not allowed to have it? 
was it like because they didn't want they wanted to be like the the overall voice that people listened to like did they not want something else guiding them like what i what's the threat i don't really get it I feel like that's a whole episode. Who is to blame for religious persecution? Yeah. Because that's a big topic. <laughs> I, I definitely don't know the answer. Um, I'll take a big swing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I love it. I mean, I just think that with religion comes a lot of power because you're controlling the way people think, the way people act, right? You're you're giving them a, a creed or something to live by. Mm. And because... In doing so, and especially in that time, manipulation, you know, you can manipulate these people uh, to do whatever you wanted them to do. I mean, uh, at the time, you know, the church, now I'm thinking of like more uh, medieval times, like in the 800s or whatever, but um, the church was so incredibly powerful and the way they would get you know, if they needed to fund anything, you know, if, if there was a new pope and they wanted to fund anything, they'd be like, you know, uh, okay, so between uh, in the next year, we're going to be forgiving people for their sins. And in order for that, you have to pay us this amount, you know, mm-hmm. and like that's how they would like just raise money to build another basilica or whatever they mm-hmm. wanted to use the money for. So it, it, it and that that and that's you're talking about like years and years because it, it's so um there's so many layers to that right because it's like you have to number one have people believe understand what sin is right so that's a a bunch of education you have to have people understand what heaven is right and wanting them to get to heaven right and you have to they have to be scared that they might not get to heaven so that's like years and years of like them going to church and Mm -hmm. you know hearing the uh, you know all the scary stories like you were saying alex and then on top of that you have to be like okay and now this is the year that um you're gonna pay me money so that you can go to heaven and you can be forgiven for your sins i just want to add to that something that uh, you know, it's been said that religion was created to create order or not created, but like it was a way of like imposing order during chaotic times. So there's a world in which it's like, well, this is the way that we should be ordering, like structuring society. We should have these values. We should have these faiths. So then you have men who are feuding over the best way, the best belief, the best like philosophy to organize civilized society. Mm. I knew you guys were going to have the answer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's the answer. I feel like it's way more co- complex. No, oh, yeah. no we we got but it. Power, I would say we I got. feel like it used to be. The, it was like it used to be politics. Religion was politics, essentially. It's the the old politics, and it, we're. I mean, religion is so entrenched in politics still, right? I yes. think. Yeah, I think we answered the question. <laughs> I, I, was, I would give. Thank you. I'd give us like an eighty-seven out of a hundred. You know what? I'm going to ask the expert. We're going to need to ask the expert. Yes. Why do people? Why? Why was religious persecution a thing? <laughs> She's going to love that question. <laughs> <laughs> Just kick it off that way. Just get it yeah. One sound bite. It's- mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do we feel like there's anything else we want to put on on the board? Um. Because now that we've settled more on like the actual beheading of the Valentine, um, it's less about the holiday, right? Uh, people, yeah. Oh, I know what we can put up on the board. February fourteen seems to be a day of doom. Multiple Valentines got murdered, beheaded, murdered 
on February 14. Yeah, there's like negative oh. vortex that day or something that's like sucking up all the saints. Seasonal depression. <laughs> I like the idea that like, I mean, uh, I read somewhere in the research that acts put together that Valentine is just like such a common name. Like it's like, it was like the modern day Smith, you know, it's just mm. like, if a bunch of Smiths started dying on whatever date, then maybe we could make a saint out of them and create a new holiday. But mm. like, I just love that notion of like, oh, it's another Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like if you signed a, a little love note, like love your little Smith. <laughs> right why little because my little valentine your little valentine oh, right, or something right. you course, know what i mean i course. guess it could just be your valentine your smith um can i put one more thing on the board uh please uh people's fascination with magic tricks <laughs> okay. not mine yes yes should go up there like <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it, it feels like that was like their version of like, you know, like healing um, leprosy yeah. was like the modern, like playing a quarter out of your ear. Mm. <laughs> Magic got a good makeover yeah. throughout the decades. Yeah. It really got better. <laughs> it's much more enjoyable for everyone involved. Now. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it so much. So, okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the list. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Okay, who's to blame for the beheading of St. Valentine? Is it making war, not love? Emperor Claudius II? Stupidity of war? Roman Empire? Religion? Valentine preaching Christianity? Ableism? Snowy Valentine? Oh, sorry. Showy Valentine? <laughs> Oh, are we? Okay, sorry. Prefect Calpurnius, February 14th, and people's fascination with magic tricks. Mm. A lot more things on this list than I thought there would be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this one seemed very straightforward. <laughs> uh, <Nope. laughs> 
Okay. Now, I feel like we can start by uh, folding a few things. A few of these things are jumping out at me, like can be folded into other things. So like stupidity of war could be unfolded into making war, not love. Okay. And, hmm, I guess the, in all fairness, the, the Roman Empire, well, let's keep them separate for now. We could maybe fold, I don't know what, to, which is which, but Valentine preaching Christianity and just religion in general could be combined. Mm. Yeah. But let's, what into let's what? Let's fold religion into, into Valentine. Valentine. Okay. Let's, yeah, because it was the let's context blame the victim of the a little time. Bit. And yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blame the victim. We like to do that here. <laughs> it's true. Where's women? Alex put women on oh, the board. Oh, yeah. What was it? The sexy oh, women? Oh. Be, women being so women sexy? Women being too sexy. <laughs> I like I, I hate myself like this is on this is on you no no that was a, just for the record that was Alex and any complaints pitch. for yeah. that uh, you can you email, can email us, we'll us and we'll forward them, them, to them for sure forward them to <laughs> me. I, I need your hate mail please <laughs> um, I uh, look I personally want to be the one who takes off two sexy women <laughs> I okay. he, Chris couldn't live with himself when we sent I just sexy couldn't. women yeah. to the alarmist jail. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. A, I want I would, it'd be harder to access the sexy women exactly. if they were in the alarmist jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. And B, it's just like let these women be free. Mm-hmm. Wow, Chris, you're a hero. And I don't care if I get clapped back feminist. from Alex. I don't care if Alex claps back about that. Like, I'll stand by that and she can say whatever she wants. Okay. Uh, the women of the world, thank you. Now... I- Yes, yes, Claire. I feel like we could there uh, uh people's fascination with magic tricks and showy Valentine are kind of uh redundant. So perhaps oh. Well Oh yeah. What then I, I think pe- folding showy Valentine into people's fascination with magic tricks, right? Okay. Yeah. Come on. Like People are pretty. Oh, you can heal me. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Why are people so obsessed with like you know miracles? God. Well, you got to think back in what is it, two sixty? Like mm-hmm. what else was going on? That would be so uh, cool. If, war. Like, like, right. It's terrible. Like there's not. Oh, there's I see. Not much good things to focus on. So if someone's like, I can do this one good miraculous thing. It's like, wouldn't you be so excited for something like that out of your daily boredom and like general fear and anxiety <laughs> yeah i, I would that's a good point they needed like they needed netflix <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> they need a dexter new blood <laughs> yeah but have the war take place in your mind not in real life they would have had a strong ass empire if they had had dexter new blood mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Had to worry yeah. About any of this. oh yeah um i feel like ableism it might be too much of a nuanced conversation um mm-hmm. uh, at the turn of time uh <laughs> yeah right. yeah I think li- listeners would be sh- truly shocked if they signed on to this episode and at the end we threw ableism into the alarmist jail. Yeah, I wouldn't wow. put it past us. I wouldn't put it past us. <laughs> February 14th. I, I should think we should keep that on. Prefect Calpurnius. Now, mm, so that's like, I, it feels like he's the messenger there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely maybe. 
I need to know more about I need to know more about him and like what his beef was with Valentine. Right. And, and it's just not there. But and ultimately Claudius is the one who pulls the trigger or rather has the does the beheading. So he's gotta be the decision maker. And if, mm-hmm. you know, the prefect is like whispering in his ear, that's you know, I mean he's just one voice. So he's you know, right. it's on Claudius, so he's the decision maker there. Okay. Now Valentine preaching Christianity, we've left that on. So what we've got going on here is making war not love. Emperor Claudius II, the Roman Empire. I mean, I think we can fold the Roman Empire into Emperor Claudius II, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sure. Valentine preaching specific. Christianity, February 14th. It seems like it's haunted. People's fascination with magic tricks. I feel like we should keep hmm. February 14th. I also feel like that like that day has like a high suicide rate day. Like, mm. I feel like it's, mm. like it's haunted. It's like black hole. Like it's a cosmic thing. It's something yeah. bigger than us. It's like okay. really withstood the test of time. Um, That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So seasonal depression too is a real thing, you know, t- during the winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the 14th is the dead of winter. It's interesting that they would put that they would make Valentine's Day in the dead of winter a, the, a hot, sexy holiday, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Is it because like no one wants to have sex during the winter, and so they're encouraging at least one night of lovemaking? Is that why? <laughs> well, I guess eventually they're yeah. Once once it, they rebranded Valentine's Day as the sexy day. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll discuss that after the podcast. What about Valentine preaching Christianity? I mean, do we keep that on? Like we've already mentioned, it's a bit of victim blame. Yeah, and it's also like so many people were doing that at the time. So it's like we can't really right. blame him for be getting beheaded for just like talking about his religion, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Here's where my mind is at. I think we send Emperor Claudius II to the alarmist jail. And I think we slap February 14th is my feeling. It's my instinct. What do you all think? I've always trusted your gut, Rebecca. (laughs) 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 I I stand with you on this journey. I mean, I could go, I could send February 14th to the, I'm not a big fan. I actually, mm-hmm. maybe we should talk about this before we make this call, but I'm not a big fan of February 14th. Well, you're, then this is like, you're a bit of a biased juror, right? Yeah. I well, mean, that, I, I understand your instinct to be like, we should get it in the jail, but like, is this what the, per, is this what the evidence suggests? Maybe. Well, as Alex was pointing out, it seems to be a day of darkness. Mm-hmm. 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 And pressure. Oh, so much pressure. You know what's a great day? February 15th. Mm. <laughs> yeah, all the candy's on sale. Everything's on you and everyone. You can get a reservation anywhere. You get a reservation anywhere. I don't I even yeah. hate to even say this on the podcast because I don't want to give people. Well, this we had idea. a friend who did that. We yeah. had a friend who would go to And it's genius. Yeah. Um, because w- the next day everyone already spent all their money. Everyone had big f- plans the night before. No one's going out to eat on February 15th. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, uh, waiters got good stories about maybe proposals or some stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. 
If I'm gonna call it, <laughs> all right, do it. This is weird. No, I'm, not, I'm not sending. I'm not sending the 14th to, to jail. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm okay. not. I, sl- I think a slap is in order. A slap is in order. Yeah, I, t- I take. You know, Clayton's. Uh, I take whatever Clayton said to heart. <laughs> what did you say? Who knows? Who cares? Um, okay, I'm gonna call it February 14th, Valentine's Day. You're getting the big slap, Emperor Claudius II. You're going to the alarmist jail. And now you know it. Now you know the horror behind Valentine's Day. Mm. And perhaps February 15 will be the next hot hit day. <laughs> and what would we do? Behead people? On no, it? no. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. No. Go to Just kind of chill. Go to oh, go to a restaurant. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex, we couldn't have done it without you. We couldn't have, you know, solved this, uh, I, I don't know, two th- almost 2,000-year-old uh, tragedy without mm-hmm. you. Oh, guys, it means the world that you thought that I was qualified to lead you on this journey. Thank you so much for your beautiful insights for solving religious persecution. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm taking away a lot of wisdom today, and I really appreciate it. Make well, some room in your mailbox because you might be getting some mail. <laughs> After St. Valentine's beheading, according to modern scholars, in 1496 AD, after Romans became Christian, Pope Gelatius I prohibited a debaucherous mid-February holiday known as Lupercalia and substituted the more chaste celebration of a St. Valentine's feast day. In 1375, Chaucer paired romance with St. Valentine for the first time in his poem, Parliament of Fowls. He wrote, St. Valentine's Day, when every bird comes there to choose his mate. Following Chaucer's verses, Many began calling their beloved Valentine and writing love poems on the 14th of February. Today, in the United States alone, Valentine's Day is a $22 billion industry. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram, at The Alarmist Podcast, and on Twitter, at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early, with fact-checking by Chris Smith, and editing by Molly Hockey. Additional writing by Anastasia Kousakis. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 
And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.